we're unique, we're different, and we think about things differently. And the way we connect with our clients is special. I remember the first time I said it, you know, I walked out of a room or I talked out of a phone call, I was like, they'll never become a client, but I just changed their life. And it feels really, really good. From the outset, our podcast has been laser focused on providing practical information to folks looking to thrive during their golden years. But today, on this very special episode of the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. Yeah, I'm being dramatic, but still, this is a special episode and we're going to let you in on a little secret. Our team's positive energy and client successes are about more than just the nuts and bolts of tax strategy, investments, and savings. But uh, Dave, what else is there? Well, it's personal. The collaborative FSR approach is far from cookie cutter. All of our financial planning is completely customized to each individual's stories and their dreams. For us, it's all about making lives better. And as our fearless leader, Josh, says... It makes us feel real freaking good. That's my Josh impersonation. You'll also hear the mindset shift that occurred when the entire FSR team got together recently to define and celebrate what it is that makes our approach to your retirement completely unique. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. Your host, Josh Brettle is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. And for the last 20 plus years, Josh has been helping fine folks like you make retirement the best part of your life. And me, howdy howdy, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and obsessor of Flamin' Hot Doritos. All right, my intro has gone on long enough, but this episode excites me. So for now, let me, that you, that me, end this introduction so you can enjoy the show. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Josh, I'm sitting here about to record a podcast with no notes in front of me. It's a little eerie. Oh, yeah. You're welcome to my world. I love going in like just, I mean, I know what I want to talk about, and let's just talk. You're like Commando or uh, what's uh, what's uh, the Sylvester Stallone movie? Rambo? Yeah, Rambo. Rambo. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, actually, Erin, who prepares all of our show notes, is like freaking out that we're recording a podcast without any of her research. Mm-hmm. It's spring. It was cold this morning in the 20s, but I was taking the garbage out. And you know how sometimes the air just feels like spring? Like you can almost smell it and feel it. Like I was taking the garbage out and it was still in the 20s and it was cold. I had my gloves on, but I was like, this feels like spring actually. Like I can feel the air changing. You like that feeling? I love that feeling. It's that rebirth that like new things are coming up. Summer's almost here. so funny how opposite we are and Mm -hmm. how similar we are because last night – I was taking Landon to his ninja class, 
And he's like, wow, it's March 14th. I'm like, yep, buddy, one day closer to Halloween. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably have the same feeling in fall. You're like, oh, oh, thank God, the heat is over with. Oh, as soon as October 1st hits, I don't care what the temperature is, I'm like, let's go pumpkin hunting. <laughs> so I had a story I've been saving for you for a while, and I think you'll appreciate this. Elmhurst, the town I live in, and FSR Wealth Strategies is located, is outside of Chicago, and we have the largest St. Patrick's Day parade outside the city of Chicago. It is a huge St. Patrick's Day parade. Largest in the state. Largest in the state outside the city of Chicago. The city has two parades that are significantly bigger. It's a great time because I think it goes through, it's not our downtown, but it's a, it's another commercial district that's got restaurants and bars along the side of it. It's just got a great feeling. To me, it feels like spring. Like That's always the first feeling of spring, but they always have different bands and they'll have like Irish bands, like the Irish Rovers play and bagpipes and all this stuff. And there's always some, you know, some comedic performers. Like Mm. there is something they call the Elmhurst armpit orchestra. (laughs) And it's a kazoo band with the world's largest drum. And they dress up like they're like, they have rolls of toilet paper as opposed to music notes and stuff like that. So, okay. We're going to put that link in the show notes. I want to see these guys. Oh yeah. The Elmhurst armpit orchestra um, (laughs) is out there. Now we've talked about Zach and his love of the harmonica yeah, and how he gets jealous because Alex gets to take guitar lessons, but school of rock doesn't offer harmonica lessons. And we've kind of teased him a little bit about it. So like the third to last group walking down the parade route was a gigantic harmonica band. No! Uh There had to be like 30 people all playing harmonicas, wearing Irish outfits. Stop! Uh I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be serious or a joke. Well, did it sound good? Um, It was hard to tell because there was a garbage truck three things back blaring its horn. (laughs) But when the garbage truck was quiet, they sounded good. Oh, that's amazing. They sounded like they were in unison playing the same things. Now, what is the demographic of the aforementioned harmonica? It was every age. Like there were teenagers up to senior citizens. It was really everything. So tell me Zachy's reaction. Um, so Zach was standing, like we were kind of back a few feet and he was up in the front against like the ropes and uh, he turned around and this just giant grin was on his face. And like, it was kind of like, I told you so. I found my people, dad. <laughs> I found my people. So I thought that was pretty funny. I thought I'd share it with you and our listeners who uh, we've told the harmonica love before, too. The harmonica love. Episode 34. I know you don't, I, I shouldn't mention episodes, but. What episode are we on now? This, just is, for thir- reference. this is 34. Oh, We're this recording is 34. 34. But okay. I, I'm saying that because I got a text message from my dad and he was, uh, you need to get a softer coaster next time. That just created way too much noise. I do. I yeah. agree. I'm not going to edit that out. Okay. <clears throat> so just, you know. So now from the future throughout the show. When you hear that, it's just me putting my oh, coffee down. It's awful sounding. Uh, so my my dad was, I'm not going to say offended, but he was making fun of you. He was listening to episode 32 where I go on my rant about Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am disappointed that Josh, my second son, doesn't know about MST3K. So I had to talk him off a ledge. He was just, he was very upset about it. Well, Big Mike... I was aware of the existence of it. Hmm? I didn't remember the name of it. I don't know any of the characters. And I mean, I literally would leave your house. I think Joe would leave with me. I yeah. think Mikey stayed and watched, but sure. like it was just a, it, it, <laughs> we're off. We're going to do something else. Instant buzzkill in my yeah. house. <laughs> well, Dad, I think you and I need to make 
some sort of t-shirt or something for Josh with MST stuff and make him wear it on the next podcast. So when people ask me about it, I can go, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No, not a clue. <laughs> Speaking of having no idea, please tell me what we're sitting here talking about, Josh. Well, I actually want to talk about a major change we made in our practice here in the office. <gasps> the Nespresso coffee machine. Let's no, talk about uh, it. You love your coffee. Yeah. I'm not going to say it about Nespresso versus Cometeer. I'm not going to say it. Two totally different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm talking about. Mm. So last year, actually for the last few years, I've always thought it's hard to describe what we do. And it's hard to put into words the value that we provide. I'm constantly reading and trying to come up with ways to communicate different things. So a couple years ago, I was turned on to the probably one of the most famous TED Talks out there by Simon Sinek, which is The Power of Why. And the whole concept is, as we as Americans go about things the wrong way, we first we say, you know, how do you do something? And then finally we say, why do you do something? But he says we should be flipping this and we should say, why do you do it is what people really care about. And I got that, but it was kind of fluffy, not fluffy, but it was kind of hard to put into action, I thought, or at least for me it was. Maybe other people have done amazing things at it. Well, last year I heard a podcast and then I immediately read this guy's book. The guy's name is Jeff Henderson. Jeff Henderson was the head of marketing for Chick-fil-A in the 90s. Um, He started a few of High Point Ministry churches down in the Atlanta area. And he wrote a book about marketing. He's kind of a marketing expert. And his whole book is called Four, F-O-R. And I fell in love with this. And so some of his concepts are people want, especially in today's day and age, they want to know what you're for. What does your company stand for? And I heard him, I got to hear him speak in November at a, at a conference my dad and I were at. And it was literally life-changing. He wanted to know, like, what, what are you doing for your customers, for the community, for your team, for your, you know, what, what do you stand for? And my dad and I had a long time at the airport. The, the, the conference ended, and we had like six hours before our flight. So we just sat there, and we were talking about this, this whole concept. And I kept saying, you know, Dad, our tagline doesn't make sense. It doesn't convey what we do and why we do it. And our tagline used to be tax-focused retirement planning. And I still believe in that. I still, I mean, we've talked about, I mean, heck, we talk about hashtag tax nerd all the time, but we do more than that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of more of our belief system. And I couldn't quite convey that. So we're sitting there and we've had a couple glasses of wine and we're going through back and forth. And Jeff Henderson gave a few examples in his talk. And we said, you know, what are we for? Like, what do we truly believe in? And we went back and forth. We hashed things out. We went back and forth and we said, you know what? We truly care about people's retirement and not just their financial aspect to it. The whole kit and caboodle, the whole, that's a stupid word. What's funny is I I knew you were going to say that. I had like already prepared myself to make fun of you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not just the financial aspect to retirement. It is everything that has to do with retirement. So we decided we were going to completely change the mission statement of FSR Wealth Strategies. Mm -hmm. And we spent some time brainstorming this. And then in early December, 
boy, this is a long timeline of, I mean, this is my rambling story here, I realized. But in early December... You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Why must you needlessly complicate everything? I think it will all make sense, though, when we're done okay. here. Well, we'll so see. We'll see. in early December, we had our year-end team meeting. You were there. Our whole staff was there. And we decided we were going to share our new tagline. Mm, I remember that moment. You remember that moment. And you actually, I gave you a heads up on it, but our new tagline was. You want me to repeat it? Yeah. The OG tagline presented December 2022 was giving clients the confidence to make retirement the best part of their lives. Plural. Yeah, that was it. That was that was our tagline. And even my wife was there. My wife is, is a little cynical of some of the things that I do, as any good spouse will be. And even she said the energy in that room was unbelievable. I think it was the first time our team, our staff felt we truly, the mission that we had matched the effort and the energy they put into it. Mm-hmm. We kind of went back and forth and we, went, we said, is there something better we can do? Is there different things? And, and we, we gave the team the ability to, to make suggestions and make edits. And we made a few small tweaks to it. And so we have a brand new mission statement. And this is something you've, you've heard in the podcast over the last few episodes. You, I don't know if you've noticed, but as Dave, Dave has edited this, he's made some changes in his opening monologues and some different things. And now he, we use the term giving you the confidence to make retirement the best part of your life. And it's something that I truly believe in. When you come to one of my workshops, you've heard the story a few times, but my kids talk about retirement. They talk about like, hey, I can't wait till I retire. I mean, these kids haven't worked a day in their life. Isn't Al like preparing tax returns for your friends? Uh, he would, yeah, um, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. if we let him. But sure. he, um, they talk about retirement, and it's this whole idea. It's this freedom mentality. We've talked about the retirement equals freedom aspect to it, but it's this people look forward to this time in their life. They put things off until retirement, and they say, hey, when I retire, I'm going to do this. When I retire, I'm going to stop doing this, whatever it might be. And yes, it's, re- it's freedom, but it's also should be, in theory, the best part of your life. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that stop that. There's a lot of things mentally that stops people from getting there. There's a lot of things that financially can stop people from getting there. We talk in our office, and you've gotten to experience this a few times, but the favorite thing that our staff sees all the time is when we can visually see the outcomes of what we do in a client's life. And so we can see the excitement in their lives. And I'm going to give you an example. And we've talked about these guys before on the podcast These are our clients who have for years talked about preparing to move to Italy. And right before I recorded this, I got an email from them that it was pictures of the new house they have rented in Italy and they're moving there in June. And the smiles on their face, you can almost feel the tone in the email of how excited they were. And this is something we've been working on as a team here in the office for probably seven years now. And wow. it hasn't been it hasn't been easy, but it's been fun. And to see this, our whole team will get a giant sense of pride when they see those emails. I haven't been able to share it with them yet, but it's things like that that you know they're living out their dream. They're living out what this will be in their mind the best part of their life. And there's things that we've we've come across that we want to make sure people do to make that happen. 
And uh, I think another side perk to this is if you ever travel to Italy, we have somewhere to stay. Uh, I've already got the invite. Yeah. So yeah, I you know I'm in theory maybe. How many times have I said in theory today? Um, Fourteen and a half. Yeah, we're planning on an Italy trip next year with the kids, possibly, mm. and we may just have to uh, have to stop in their in their little villa. So I think you should. I oh, maybe you can go to the little town that Luca was filmed in, even though it's not really a film; it's a animation. But still, it's a great film. It is a great film. Yeah. Great animation. Great. But I want to talk a little bit about what stops people from making retirement the best part of their life. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes they they don't either they don't think they have the wherewithal to do it. They spend too much and they truly don't have the wherewithal to do it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's mental. It's this they're looking for certain things, they're looking for security. A lot of times security is one of the biggest issues that's out there. How do how do I make sure that I'm secure? Because when you're working you know you're secure. As long as you can go to work, you have this added level of security. So how do you get that feeling in retirement? retirement. Ooh, that was cool. It was in sync. You see, it that? was. Yeah. We, were, we could sing um, melody. Is that harmony? Sure. Yeah. No, nah, <laughs> we're not going to do it. At least I'm not. You're the creative one in the wrinkled shirt. But it's not wrinkled. It's actually very clean. Thank you. But security is number one. Number two is purpose. And... When you are working, quite often that purpose is to provide, and you know what your purpose is. And what does the purpose become in retirement? And a lot of times it's pushing people and expanding their brains. And once they feel that security, it's expanding to what's next? Like, what else can I do? What can I do that I've always been dreaming of? Mm -hmm. Who can I help? What can I do for myself? What can I do for my family? And this gets back to that Jeff Henderson book, Four. What am I going to do for myself, for somebody else, for my family? And that sense of purpose really makes people feel feel alive. Mm. So, I feel alive being here right now. <laughs> this uh, this ties into episode one. It does. In episode one, we talked about why you named the podcast the name that you gave it, and the meaning behind it, the mindset change that's required for retirees. So, this is kind of fun. This is almost like a pilot episode part. Duh. It kind of is. I mean, this is almost as big as the mission change that we made for our office. I've been talking about this, doing this podcast with you for now for a couple months, and we went in with, with no notes, and uh, mm-hmm. here we are. I do want you to talk about, though, why we did settle on the new mission statement, which I don't think we've recited, have we? Um, I only said it once. So the original mission statement was... Giving clients the confidence to make retirement the best part of their lives. And the new one is giving you the confidence to make retirement the best part of your life. Big difference. And they're nuanced. The differences are nuanced, but they are a big difference. Let's start with, actually, why don't you explain this? Because this was a lot of your idea here. So go through this. I related a lot of it back to your workshops that we host at different restaurants and they're totally different. I'm sure they're totally different than any other workshop other advisors put on. I, a, I, I know that to be true. Yeah. You are f- for sure not selling anything. But apart from the handful of people that are there for a free meal, and that's great. We have no problem with that. Like, we invite people. Like, we're going to get those. Generally, people are there for one of a few reasons, and you've mentioned those reasons before. But at the end of the night, we truly want them to come in to meet with you. Because more often than not, there are 
small little tweaks or bits of advice you can give individuals that can make a big impact on their retirement? For those that just don't want to even commit to coming in and bringing in different statements and things like that, we offer a 15-minute phone call with you where I have witnessed you on the phone with these people offering them small bits of advice in a short phone call that you hang up the phone and you say, they're not going to become a client. I may never talk to them again, but I know for sure that I just made a difference in their life. And I'm not BSing here. This I've witnessed this. So that to me is like, you don't just help clients. You help anybody who's willing to put themselves out there and talk to you and your team. That's who you help. It is. And that's actually, you, you want to know why we do what we do? It's selfish. It makes us feel really freaking good when you can help somebody better their life. And it, it, this happens multiple times. And I remember the first time I said it, you know, I walked out of a room or I talked out of a phone call. I was like, they'll never become a client, but I just changed their life. It feels really, really good. And even Sean and Aaron and Chuck, they've all had those experiences in our office. And sometimes you have a really bad day. And it's one of those experiences that you walk out, you go, I will make no money off of that, but I feel so good. And it gets me up moving the next day. And somebody always said this, and, and I remember being young in my career, it kind of sounds like just fluffy BS, but they, you know, they say, do good for as many people as you possibly can, and money will never be an issue. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what that concept says. You know, there are certain people that will become our clients, and that's great, but there are certain people that won't, and we can't worry about that. We just have to keep doing the best we possibly can. And you're right, we're unique, we're different, and we think about things differently. And the way we connect with our clients is special. And we're starting to see it throughout the office. I think having a mission statement that you know, resonates with what we're all trying to do. It helps non-financial people like myself connect to what we're trying to do to where now we walk into a room full of strangers. Again, we're talking about your workshops. Before we had this, I'm like, okay, text-focused retirement planning, like what are we all about? But now I go in thinking like, hey, I am here to help you. If you want to ignore me or not accept help, okay, I'm trying to offer it to you. It just gives us more confidence going in, knowing what we're trying to do. Even when people come into the office now, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm looking too, too deep into this, but I think people just, they love being around us. Like, it's just, I think they let their guard down a little bit. And like, man, these are like normal people who are just trying to help us. I've mentioned my friend, the retired Green Beret, Scott Mann, before. In the very first phone call I had with him, he said there's one thing that every single person is looking for, and it's authenticity. Mm. When you look into connecting with somebody else, you, you are drawn to that authenticity. I think what this has done is it's allowed all of us in this office to be authentic mm -hmm. and to know what we're doing for somebody's, somebody's life. I thought I was your only friend. You said Scott Mann was, is a friend, but I thought I was your only source of friendship. <laughs> no? You're the only friend I, I have on payroll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can't sell it a bag, folks. There was a second change in that where we went from, the first one was clients to you. Mm -hmm. The second was life mm -hmm. or lives to life. Mm -hmm. And that one was a little bit more grammatical. Explain the second change we made where we went from Making clients' lives better to making your life the best part. I think apart from our Grammarly app saying, whoa, 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 that doesn't seem right. Well, it, 
made more sense when you're saying clients because it was more generic. And so clients, plural, lives, plural. When you're saying you, of course, grammatically, yes, you're, mm-hmm. you don't say lives, but it also is a, it is, it's a subconscious thing saying like, yeah, we're talking directly to you, your life, not some rando's life on the street, your life. Rando is different than Rambo, who you mentioned earlier. Right? Yes, yes, and it's yeah. just it's short for random. For some yeah. reason, cool kids leave the M off of random, and they make it sound cool. And I'm pretty cool, so I say Rando. Well, it's you are very cool. Thank you. But I think that gets back to the individuality too. Like everything we do, and everything that you should look for in an advisor or in any advice you get is that it's not cookie cutter. Mm. The best part of your life is different than somebody else's. I guarantee you. Dave and I have different ideas of what the best part of our lives are going to be like. You know what I want to do when I retire? Open the arcade. Yeah. You don't want that. No. 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 That's what I wanted to to get across today. And uh, I think it's actually really important from a mindset shift for not just our team here internally, but for anybody. As As you're thinking about retirement, you do deserve to make this the best part of your life. So when you hear Dave mention this in the opening of the show or when we talk about it in different marketing pieces that if you follow our uh, our website, this is important. It's not just for us. It's it's for everybody. Can you imagine if we changed the name of the podcast or mission statement? No one would ever find it. It'd be the no, longest no. name in history. They have a hard enough time finding retirement <laughs> equals freedom. Right. I know. So, um, You know what? Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Hey, Mr. Josh, let's Let's take take a break. break. You've been talking for so long and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a jar. So let's get to know Josh and Dave and watch a rating soar. Oh, yeah. Oh, an an M in there. You know what's funny is when we talk over music, it's really hard for our transcription team to like distinguish, wait, is that Dave singing or Josh talking? Or Dave talking? <laughs> so they usually just put in their like inaudible and I have to figure it out from there. Yeah, in post-production. It's, it's, it's way better. It's great. It's way better. Uh, will you prepare for a question? I am actually. And I did. I, you set the pod decks over here mm. um, and mm. I did not go for it. And I knew what our topic was. So here is my question to you. When you and Carla retire, mm. when you have this, you know, the best part of your life coming up, where do you want it to be? Not what are you going to do? I don't want to, I know about the arcade, but where do you want to retire to? You're talking about physical location? Physical. Yeah. I think you know me by now. I would like to live somewhere else in Illinois. The problem is her whole family is here and my whole family is in Colorado. So look, the goal would be to be able to afford multiple houses in multiple states. I think that would be amazing. If, <laughs> if we could bring our family with us, I think she would go for Colorado. How about you? Would you like Colorado? I would like Colorado. It's sunny like 350 days of the year, which makes me really itchy thinking about. I can't stand (laughs) the sun. Um, But no, I do like the lifestyle out there. I think it would force me to be healthier. Um, Number one choice, though, I still – something about – Alaska, man. Like I know. It's oh, you're weird. so outdoorsy. I mean, I mean. No, it's just or Canada, like cold parts. I love the cold. I love being isolated. I know, <laughs> but that's kind of where it is. I think I know your answer, by the way. Oh, do you? I think I do. I think you and Melissa would like to go back to Chicago. Actually, it's part of our answer. 
Mm. Um, we kind of go back and forth. We love the energy of the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. We love the restaurants, the food, mm-hmm. the people everywhere. And we, if not having kids, we could have a nice little condo somewhere. Mm-hmm. But also, I think Northern California is the most beautiful mm-hmm. place in America. I love the wine country up there, the hills. It's truly spectacular. Yeah, that's cool. Now, in order to have that, the finances are ridiculous out there. So but, I've heard. Uh, those are our, our, our dream spots. And then what we'll do, by the time we retire, we'll all be just swimming in money. I oh, mean, swimming. Like, I mean, like mm-hmm. you, me, and our group of friends, I think we will all pitch in and buy a house in Michigan. That's like our fun spot, right by Journeyman Distillery and... We do love it up there. Sawyer, New Buffalo. Yeah, that's like your happy place, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where I... Right now, actually, my parents have always had a place up there. And we've since I was five, we spent summers up there. And it is a 90-minute drive, and it is instant stress relief. Mm-hmm. I mean, the drive itself isn't. But like once you get there, you open the, you open the windows, mm-hmm. and you step outside of the car, and you're like... I can breathe. Yeah. It's really, it's special. I so. know. Oh, I can't wait for you to invite me back up there. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll get right on that. Um, so, Dave relates to retirees. Dave? Yeah. I talked over it. No. Dave? Yeah. You went in blind here. You did. did. You, a lot of times the DR2R yeah. is something you're prepared for. Yeah. You have not prepped for this. And you know what? I'm not going to give a DR2R today. Really? First episode it is a milestone, friends. I don't feel like I need to. I feel like we have talked enough about how I feel about this whole thing that I don't need to give a DR2R. The whole episode has kind of been a full house moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to put that song on loop. <laughs> no, no DR2R necessary. I, I don't think so. Going back to a full house moment here real quick. This has nothing to do with touchy-feely. This really has to do with full house. Oh, okay. So coming up this summer we are taking the kids to San Francisco mm-hmm. for a few days. So out in San Francisco, the couple times we've been there before, the architecture is so beautiful out there, and that's where Full House was filmed. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go see, they call them the Painted Ladies, which are these houses that they used in the show, or for at least the opening of the show. Right. And in my mind, I was like, oh, we can take the kids to go see the Painted Ladies. And Mincy looked at me, she goes, they have no idea what Full House is <laughs> and won't care one bit about seeing that house. Yeah, so. or maybe go... You can go see where Bluey is filmed. Australia? That, I think New Zealand or Australia. <laughs> yeah. That'd be even cooler than San Francisco. <laughs> they love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, Dave, I respect your uh, your no DR2R today. Thank you. But next episode, when we talk about Medicare, I can't wait to hear your DR2R. Um, speechless. I, I got nothing. The anticipation is killing me for that conversation. And I think, did I hear you talking to Aaron? Like you're thinking two parts to Medicare? Oh, I already have part two recorded. Oh my gosh. We haven't done part one yet. Get excited. Now, with that, everybody. I don't, you know, I don't think I want to do Bye anymore. I don't want to change it up. We'll do it right now, but I think episode 35 I'm going to have something different for us. I mean, this is a new mission statement. New it's mission. a new ending to the show. Let's do it. So for now, we'll be like, bye. But like... In the future, it's going to be different. Everybody, make retirement the best part of your life. Bye! I usually end in something kind of like weird, but no, I got nothing. Hashtag tax nerd. <laughs>